go yes, we roll taste 360 degrees, high high 360 degrees, high high 306, 306, 360 degrees, high Hey, 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 greetings everyone and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. This show is written, produced, and is broadcasting live from right here in Huchin, occupied Ohlone territory, known to settlers as the Bay Area. What's good, everybody? Stay with us tonight. You got Dad Boy Media and Free Will and Franklin hey. and the Bay Area Hip Hop Cruise, Souls of Mischief, a.k.a. Hieroglyphics, as told by the interviews with the crew and the other hip hop artists, DJs, and producers in the documentary Film Till Infinity. This documentary was created by the Bay Area filmmaker, creative multimedia artist Shamari Smith, who, who will be joining us tonight. Also, we will be asking for your donations as part of the KPFA Fall Fun Drive. All that tonight on Full Circle. We are your host. I'm Freewell and Franken, along with Dad Boy Media. Yay! Stay with us. Now we're here. Now we're here. Now we're here. Here we come again. This is Free Will and Franklin alongside Dap Boy Media, and welcome again to Full Circle. We're just about to get it started tonight, but before we do, I want to send a big shout out to the First Voice graduates, Dry Long So Rising, yeah. Hey. Kenny C, aka Kendall Krako, Stevie G, aka Steve Grievous, Aria Mosherian, Sharon Peterson, and Mari Nakagawa. They completed the KPFA First Voice Apprenticeship Training Program and graduated this past weekend. You can check out some of their pictures online. And um, the new apprentice is taking over the show on our website, kpfaapprentice.org. Big shout out to you guys. And also don't forget to follow us on that 
Instagram, First Voice Media, where you can also see exclusive content. And tonight, we're, gonna, we're very excited to be fe- featuring Till Affinity, Souls of Mischief, Celebrate 93 to Affinity. 93 to Affinity is one of the groundbreaking LPs that basically introduced the Souls of Mischief, a.k.a. Hieroglyphics, to the larger rap and hip-hop community. At that time... Oh, this is me. This is me. Hey. Oh, my bad. My I bad. Told, yeah. At that <laughs> time, um, in 93 to infinity, I was basically still a metalhead here. And uh, I will say, though, that when I did get into hip hop and hieroglyphics, I ended up going back to 93 Till Infinity and picking up that LP. In fact, that little extra intro music we had sampled just now is not our new intro music, but actually the intro on the Full Circle album released by Hyro in 2003. Mm -hmm. So we figured we can get away with it just for tonight. So Eric, what were you listening to around 93? Oh, before we get into that, that sounds real 90s. I came in 2003. What? Okay. In 93, I was a young buck. <laughs> I was I was I was young, but um, you know, fast forward and now I'm almost 27 and you know, I listen to a lot of the 90s hip hop music. That's what, you know, and a lot of the 2000s hip hop music. So that's what I grew up on. But, you know, I'm I'm actually learning a lot about this group and just before we do on the show, looking at the documentary. So I've learned a lot. Yeah, I'd like to turn people on to hieroglyphics. So, as we mentioned, tonight we are featuring the film Till Infinity, The Souls of Mischief, Celebrate 93 Till Infinity. It covers the creation of the Souls of Mischief, also known as the hieroglyphics, and their rise in the Bay Area and beyond, which led to the eventual creation of the Hieroglyphics Imperium Independent Record Label. And, you know, we are not going to be able to tell it like this independent documentary film. So let's get into it. This is Shamari Smith's Till Infinity, The Souls of Mischief Celebrate 93 Till Infinity. Take a listen. Yo, I hate all record companies. Leave a message. What's up, Tip? What's up? What's up? Tip. My mind and the name name is Del You You know me. You know me. Captain. I'm calling from Oakland, though. Hey, peep this new <laughs> Pete, my partners. <laughs> I got a crew out here called Hieroglyphics, right? One group is called Souls of Mischief. The other group is called Casual. Don't tell nobody, though, okay? Keep it on the under. I'm about to play you an exclusive piece that no one else is not even supposed to hear. But since you the nig, I'm going to let you hear it, all right? <laughs> so I hope your shit is on, like, extra long for eternity, staying on forever. Because if it's not... It is going to cut off, and then you're not going to be able to hear this. It probably already cut off. I'm capping. <laughs> nah, I didn't, because I can still hear myself. But now, peep it, though. Blood peep it. It's the slam. It's the straight beat. Peep it, peep it. It's about to come up next after my voice. All four of them was nice. And then you had A-plus on the beats, you had Domino on the beats. They had a nice little crew. I was like, oh, they got their own little native tongue jump-off happening. Back then, what the Souls of Mischief were doing from Northern California was unique to itself. This is 93 to infinity, you know? So it's marking the time, but it's also kind of moving beyond the time, too, you know? Who's hip-hop besides them? That is our shining armor. The Bay Area, our EPMD, our De La Soul, 
It sows a mischief. That should have been triple platinum. They have lyrical skills and, and metaphors that New Yorkers like. New Yorkers never really cared where people were from. If someone was nice, it was like automatic exception. We were banging it in the car. Me and Q-Tip was banging them like this. It's right along with Mecca and the Soul Brother, Breaking Adams, Low End Theory, all of that. I had the sampler. I was putting the high roll stickers all over my school. I had to collect every color. I was just going to the newsstand, emptying out copies of the source and taking it. They had a lyrical skill and a dexterity that at the time probably wasn't associated with the West Coast. They had the twisting, turning, breaking, taking, you know, like they just would, their wordplay was crazy. They were just all self-contained. They had their logo, they had their merchandising, like it was a movement. I don't know, they were vanguards at that time and they were brave to be rapping how they did and the way they looked, too. Opio's hair was amazing. As a man, I can say that. His hair was amazing. You know, you don't tell the cats like that. You know, they might come from the streets, but they're totally on some art And they made it put on TV, so it made us cool. Like, oh, there are again like you that are doing cool issues. Yeah. 93 till infinity, that's a bold statement, a big statement. So it's like, yo, these kids must be nice. Don't matter who you are, where you from, you come to Oakland, you better bring your bars and be prepared to battle. And you better be prepared to come off the top of the head at that, too. So does it feel like this is uh, what you all want to be doing for some time? Yeah, yeah most yeah. definitely. We in this for the long run, okay. you know? We not just a not flash just in the sky. as a group with four different MCs. It was distinct between group and crew. Like, we were a group. We were, I mean, we're the Souls of Mischief crew or whatever, but that's part of Hieroglyphics crew. I mean, Souls of Mischief is uh, Tajay. A plus. Opio. Festo D. Our foot was in the, from the Bay Area, Oakland to be specific. That was like our genre of hip hop that's coming from Oakland. This is what we were doing. You don't necessarily have people from the Bay looking at New York City and saying, gee, we want to be just like that. If you go back and you listen to Bay Area hip hop, up to 1990, maybe 91, depending on some of the release, some of the 12 inches, it still had kind of that older 80s sound to it. I consider that the golden era of hip hop in the Bay late 80s and early 90s. It doesn't matter what style it is. If it's from the Bay, it works. Like, baggy pants, noses, runs, too short, drew, heists, loonies, clowns, humpty. Again, <laughs> I did me twice, because I'm me, you know. But uh, yeah, man, at that time, the Bay couldn't go wrong. 
Richie Rich, Bart, three times crazy. Who Riders, Shafir, Hobo Junction. It was everywhere. Gold Money, Tupac. Uh, we had militant artists like the Coup on one end. We had hustlers like E40 on the other. Even on the stream, you had Hammer and Rapper Forte. The Bay is. That's the big melting pot. It's just got that diversity. You know, it was just a lot of different sounds coming out of the Bay Area, and the Souls of Mischief were in the elite sector of that Bay Area sound. What they do is they firmly kick open the door and let us know that we're on all sides of the track. At that time, when we first came out, I think the West Coast was probably looked at, to be quite frank, as inferior beings lyrically. You know what I'm saying? So we were just like, you know, we were like, we wanted to show people that that wasn't true. I had known Tajay and Cash since first grade. I think it was Miss Franzman's class. I think Casual was in Miss Franzman's class, too. Casual lived half a block from me one way, and Tajay lived half a block from me the other way. It was me and A-plus and Casual, homies. We all lived on the top 82nd on Aster. I knew Dell from school. He was two grades up from me. We both happened to have computers at the house, so that's how we got really closer, you know what I mean? Me and Tajay were like best friends, and, I, and, and, and Dell was my other best friend, so we'd all hang out. 85, 84, you know? When I decided to rap, it's when I heard the message, um, and that was 82. That was three years after I had heard my first rap song, and that <clears throat> that did it for me. I was like, oh, I want to do this. Broken glass everywhere. People pissing on the stage, you know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise. Got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice. Rats in the you know, the message. Run DMC came, I was rapping by then. Planet Rock, you know what I'm saying? All these different records, you know what I mean? Like old school records. So when I heard Sucker MCs, that's when I was like, okay. I gotta, you know, I gotta do this. And we were already friends, so we'd like, this be a rap group. And then we made the song Perpetrators, the ones we hate. It's like me and A-plus made our first recorded song on a boombox in sixth grade. And we were beatboxing the one dude to rap. This, I think the song was like, Perpetrators are the ones we hate. They come out and bite from state to state. You know what I'm saying? I was like, it, now I look back, it was kind of a Run-DMC style kind of, it, it reminded me of, because it was two of us. And then, at that same time, that's okay, Cash lives down the street too. He lives on Astor. He's gone to school with us, but he started going to Grass Valley. I used to break dance and stuff, and I would see uh, Plus and Tajay, and they was on their hip hop before me. We would meet at this pole, and we would just kick it, you know, do little kid stuff. That's the pole, so I live at the top of the hill. A Plus, his pops lived over there before, and then his pops moved over here. So he'd meet there, and Oak lived down the hill. Casual right there, so we used to meet at the hill. And so it's casuals rapping too. So now we like, oh, I got a partner named Dale, and we be rapping. And I remember one of our early encounters was like a little battle we had. It, it wasn't really cool to rap back then. Like, it was like some nerd-ish. Like, you was kind of on some, like, weirdo-ish if you was a rapper back then. So everybody who did rap was like, I'm the best, and I'm the best. I had a friend named Bill who was my peer in the battle when it was A-plus and Tajay. This is before, this is, like I said, fifth grade. We hadn't thought about Hyra yet. And uh, since Bill didn't rap, he wouldn't beatbox for uh, A-plus and Tajay. Bill up the hill, who, he had hella G.I. Joe's, and he had this one, the uh, vibrating football. 
So he was, you know, he was a boss on the block. We got the vibrating football game. You, you know, kids is coming over. It was like, nah, I'm on his side. So we started battling right there, right? And it was cool, but they, this was like uh, their first time actually hearing me run, you know what I'm saying? And they was kind of, I guess they was impressed because what happened was they was like, I want you to battle my partner. I was like, man, wait till Dale come down here. He'll eat everybody. And they wanted me to battle Dale after I had just battled them. I was telling him, I was like, man, you know John, think he can rap down here now, you know what I'm saying? I can't even remember, I think his name was like Jam and Jay or something like that. And I ain't gonna say my name, because we all had enough names back then. Now, I had met Dale prior to that in like second, third grade, you know what I'm saying, trading Atari games. The next time I seen him after that was when he was coming down the hill with a Dalmatian on the chain with a big old uh, Queen Latifah Nefertiti hat on, and I was hacking intimidated. I seen him walking there, it was like, here he come. I was actually walking my neighbor's dogs. That was like my job. Think how little we were. We walking dogs as your job. So imagine Dale coming around the corner, you know, we, yeah, we about to, yeah, my partner gonna come. Yeah, he raw. So he walks the Dalmatian down. And we had this, we orchestrate this little battle with Dale and Cat. You know, now we got two of the souls of Mistress, myself and Dale, before we ever started being a crew. And he came down and, uh, it's like, he, this is his exact words. Who wants to battle the master? I don't remember saying that. It was so long ago. But yeah, I probably did say some crazy shit like that back then as a kid. I was like, I'll battle you, but I gotta, uh, I asked him, could I wait till tomorrow? <laughs> I was like, because I wrote a good one last night, but let's battle tomorrow. He was like, I'll give you another day, all right? I don't really think no real battle happened. So we got together the next day. Just like this, I wasn't even scared no more. I had my bars in my head. And then, uh... <laughs> Dale came and he was like, bust, I bust my rap. And he liked my verse too, he didn't even bust. He was like, that was dope. He was, and, he, and instantly right there, he was like, let's go write some raps at uh, A Plus Grandma House, rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? And we went around the corner, sat at the table, and that's when we first came up with a name of a crew, right at that moment. We started thinking like, we should call ourselves a crew. Dale came up with the Mad Circle. See, that's the history y'all don't know. That's what WC and the Mad Circle really got that name from us. It was our original name. And you know Dell was in the lynch mob. It wasn't like people wasn't cool then, but that's kind of how the, the crews kind of linked together. Because Cash was doing his thing and we was doing our thing, but it was very little, not many people doing their thing. So it was like, it was something to have in common as opposed to be separate about at that point. Welcome back to Full Circle, y'all, right here on Pacifica's KPFA. And we are your hosts, Dat Boy Media, alongside with... Free Will and Franklin, yo! Hey. hey! That audio that you just heard was from the documentary film Till Infinity, Souls of Mischief, Celebrate 93 Till Infinity. And if you are a Bay Area person and the hip-hop and rap is your thing, then you're probably aware of Souls of Mischief and Hieroglyphics. Yeah, and now I'm not trying to label the Hyro sound and find a comparable variable. <laughs> I'd throw that out there. Um, but there was some terms thrown out there from um, some big players in the game, such as the Souls were the Bay Area's EPMD, De La Soul. They were in the realm of breaking atoms, low-end theory. And some other terms we heard were elite sector of Bay Area hip-hop, 
vanguards, brave, the shining armor of the Bay Area. And these statements were coming from people like Shock G, you know, the Humpty Hump. Yay! Yeah, Sway, Yasin Bay, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Ooh, ooh. Also, KPFA's own Davey D is in this film. Michelle Chang, Be Real. I mean, the list is so long of the participants in this film that reflect on this Bay Area treasure, the Souls of Mischief and the Hyrule Crew. And just a quick reminder, you know, Free uh, Free Will and Franklin, you know, tonight we are pitching in and we're trying to do our part for the fall fun drive. And I'm hoping that everybody that's listening right now is enjoying themselves and enjoying the all the great information. And we're just hoping that you can, like, Pitch in. It don't have to be much. It can be a dollar, five dollars, five hundred. If you're feeling grateful, you know, and just make a donation to this listener sponsored radio station tonight. And if you make a donation of seventy five dollars, you will receive the gift of this incredible documentary film, Till Infinity. Souls of Mischief celebrate ninety three Till Infinity. Um, this film will come to you on a custom USB that looks like a cassette tape. And um, one time for the number, real quick: one eight hundred four three nine. Five seven three two. That's one eight hundred. Hey KPFA, or even the best way online at kpfa.org. Give us a call. Give us a click. Get yourself a copy of this Oakland-based film. Like this film is all about Oakland. The music, the artist, the filmmaker. The number again one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two. That's one eight hundred. Hey. KPFA or online at kpfa.org. So we've been hearing audio from the film uh, Till Infinity, Souls of Mischief Celebrate, 93 Till Infinity. Shamari Smith is in the studio. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He is the filmmaker. So let's take a quick music break and hear some music off that landmark album. And when we return, we'll speak with Shamari Smith about his film. Stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. Who's been lost, man? No sense of direction. (laughs) Who's not even lost? (laughs) Please don't sleep. So much losers. Yeah. Me and 
a crime scene. I take my time, B. And now your G is my G. Now I'm gonna show you how the West Coast smacks kids. Yo, I rhyme as well, so the hell with a whack this. Generalizing, this is before you ever seen this. So you can get the middle. What middle? Never match the miraculous tactics. I smack tricks, the wax is at your whack. I crack bricks over who can't come. I leave them broken, dumb. Death up cause a cardiac arrest and need some rest. Check as I'm fizzling, riddling your memory. Remember me? I have to buy it a piece. All right, yeah, that's the Souls of Mischief from their breakout album, 93 Till Infinity. And tonight we are featuring the film Till Infinity, the Souls of Mischief Celebrate 93 Till Infinity. Joining us now to talk about the film is the film's creator, Shamari Smith. Shamari Smith is a multidisciplinary artist born and raised in Oakland, California. He majored in illustration at the California College of Arts and and is an accomplished illustrator, photographer, graphic designer. Go ahead then. Uh, who counts the Golden State Warriors, the Chase Center, the Sean Carter Foundation, what? Rock Nation, the Oakland Raiders, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and the Hieroglyphics Clue, and CC Sabathia. As clients, Shamari is also the co-owner of E14 Gallery. I'm about to check that out. A small art and gift boutique in Oakland and is currently promoting the release of his feature-length documentary, Till Affinity, The Souls of Mischief Celebrate 93 Till Affinity. I ain't got to say no more. Welcome to the show, Shamari. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, welcome and uh, thanks for uh, making this available to us. So why we got you here... um why don't you talk about why you feel it was so important to chronicle the origins of Souls of Mischief, you know, a.k.a. Hyro. Um, why are they so important to this area, in your opinion? Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, there's so many reasons. But for me, uh, it was it, it was steeped in very personal reasons. Uh, I grew up alongside the guys, and it was one of those things where I had a chance to watch them go from <clears throat> go from these, you know, young guys who were aspiring to become MCs and they accomplished it and I saw the entire thing and so 20 years down the line I think maybe around the 17th or 18th year I saw this opportunity to tell their story and um you know it was it was a special journey um they are a pillar in bay area hip hop it's like you have the uh, the style that Too Short made very, very famous. Yeah, the style that, you know, Hammer took worldwide. But it's, you know, this other element, uh, a, a stream of hip-hop that was very, very grassroots that was developing during that time. And Hieroglyphics and the Souls of Mischief were at the forefront. That's nice, nice. And, you know, like I said in your bio before, you have all these different great things going on. And I feel like, you know, in this age of time, there's a new wave of black creatives and, you know, black people um, creating their own stuff. Why is it important to self-promote and create your own stuff and the stuff that you're doing with Skyfire Productions and also with the art gallery, E14, as long with the Hieroglyphics Imperium label production? Okay, so, it you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's very, very important to tell our own stories. Um, with uh, this documentary, I made sure that we heard the story firsthand from the guys who experienced it. Yeah, the crew. Who were, yeah, it was the entire crew telling the story. I didn't want to have um, my my own angle in it. I wanted them to tell the story. Um, and it's, it's very important. I mean, you know, the, the, the Bay Area is um, a place where 
we do it ourselves. Um, we Tell take me. matters into our own hands and um, we're not waiting on the machine to push us out there. And we're legendary. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's you know. why everybody be trying to bite and steal off our style. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it, like you said, because there's no narrator. Really, it's told by the fellas and then also some other um, great names in the industry throughout the whole film. And um, why do you feel it's important? You know, we talked about creating our own and being our own, telling our own story. Why do you feel it's so important to support independent Bay Area filmmakers such as yourself, artists, of course, and uh, also radio stations like KPFA? Well, this is, you know, a, a place like KPFA and, um, you know, independent, independent labels within the Bay Area and across the nation. You know, you, you find and, and artists and filmmakers and, and everyone who's, uh, you know, getting their voice out there is so important because this is... Uh, this is when you can get an art form or a narrative straight from it's not watered down you don't have um any sort of corporate angle it's not to to be sold it's more um i i think the the, the intent is is so much more genuine and um you know it's for the people by the people absolutely and that is the voice of oakland-based filmmaker shamari smith Tonight, we are featuring his film, Till Infinity, The Souls of Mischief. Celebrate 93 Till Infinity. And for a donation of $75, you can get this film on a custom USB chronicling the creation of this Bay Area treasure, Souls of Mischief, Hieroglyphics Crew, and their groundbreaking release of 93 Till Infinity. So that's why you need to down, I mean, call and, and make that donation. And um, do a favor for KPFA and the planet, you know. Um, through kpfa.org donating online is our eco-friendly way and more cost effective so your dollar goes farther gifts are also available online including downloads of all your um, all your favorite highly anticipated kpfa events it also reduces the time you have to wait for your thank you gift so if you can go to kpfa.org donate online stay eco-friendly and if not online Feel free to give us a call at 1-800-439-5732. Don't forget, if you need to remember, it's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Give us a call. Get yourself a copy of this amazing film, Till Infinity, The Souls of Mischief, Celebrate 93 Till Infinity. And remember, when you also donate during this hour of Full Circle, you're not only uh, showing support for KPFA, but you're also the showing support for the First Voice Apprenticeship Program yeah. and KPFA's premiering broadcasting tra- training program that has been bringing women and people of color into KPFA and into broadcasting profession for the past 35 years. So for that last time, for those who didn't catch it, uh, last time for that number before we get back into our program is to also give us a click at kpfa.org or you can give us a call at 1-800-439-5732 and that is 1-800-HEY-KPFA and thank you to everybody on the line and that has called and clicked we appreciate you yeah yeah baby thank you let's get back to the film real quick Till Infinity the souls of mischief celebrate 93 Till Infinity in this next clip we'll hear how the souls managed to get themselves noticed at the 91 Gavin Festival in San Francisco we went to a Gavin Festival in San Francisco, cut school, straight up defied authority. It's like, we're falling in our careers. And so the Gavin was run by Tabisa M. Shaka. Gavin was a place where artists came to perform for the radio industry, for DJs, for programming directors, for mixers. They would bring 
all the top rap acts, A&R, producers, everybody had this conference at the St. Francis Weston. And it was, uh, it was my man Dante Roth, D. Roth, and he was like, yo, when you go out there, you gotta check for, um, for Dell's boys, the hieroglyphics. You know, for us, we just like, this is a, this is an opportunity for us, you know what I mean, to kind of get out there and let people know what's up. We went to the Gavin and didn't have passes. And we did some, like, it should probably be gone into a movie because straight up we was like, we getting hurt today. You know what I'm saying? So we was trying to sneak in, nothing was popping. We probably one person that got past, but everybody was still out. So we decided to block the doors to the elevators and not let any executives up. You know what I'm saying? If we can't get up, y'all can't get up. And instead of blocking it and just being belligerent, we blocked it and started performing for them. And they just got cipher after cipher after cipher. And we're destroying dudes. No one had really heard anything like that before. I wish it could have been on tape. Because this is a moment in hip-hop, Gavin 91. So we blocked the doors, right? Hyro style, like me and Pep. We like, trick this, ain't nobody going up. We about to get it in right here. The execs is looking with all they passes, like, where's security? or whatever, but we on some LL Cool J, like, give me a big box, you see what I'm saying? It was like a big crowd that had started to kind of like gather. Everybody was freestyling, busting rhymes, and people was cheering, like, oh, you know. Like, within an hour of meeting Dante and all the high road, casual, Snoop, everybody, we were in a stairwell in some hotel. We were in a circle, blunts were getting passed, and dudes were just spitting heat. People like Dante Ross, for instance, who signed Dale and Sophia Chang, who worked at Jive, were possibly standing, possibly they were standing right there, and they had an inside line of who we were. They were technicians, and they were stylists, and they were MCs in the way that I really appreciated MCs. Instead of being like, timid in a situation where there's all these people looking and what should we do type of thing. We was more like gung-ho about it. Curious George uh, uh, is when I met him because he said, oh, this is dope. He joined in and started uh, rhyming with us. Boom, he had no fear, you know what I'm saying? He was right in there with us, busted. Uh, Pharaoh Monts from Organized Confusion as well as Prince Poetry both stepped up and now we blocking the uh, doors with prominent MCs as well as ourselves and we gassing and it's hot. Um, and I just remember everyone tripping on high rug, dope they could rap, and they were just battling like everywhere they went, and they would go in a crew, and it usually be several souls, cash, and my boy George, and they would just battle everyone. Like dudes like Pharaoh Mon, like Cool Keith, and all these dudes. It was pretty crazy. And I remember everyone thinking how dope they were at the end of it, going like, "Whoa, these guys are incredible." I just remember there's a big buzz around them after that guy. We still couldn't get upstairs, it was over. We went home laughing and cheering. I put this on everything. My answer machine had like three record executives on my machines to talk about the bidding war, you know, stuff about. That was one of the things that got Jive's attention. Me and my crew, we used to go to their shows in New York and be in the audience and try to meet them so that we could battle them. I want to say what's up to the homies, you know what I'm saying, hip hop. Legends, you know what I'm saying, help build this thing, so it's the mischief, you know what I'm saying? If y'all don't know about them, y'all better look them up and recognize what they brought to this industry, man. Souls finally made it. You made it with us. We all here together, one big family, 20 years. We never thought we would do it. We all got kids grown and going to college and doing the thing. And just want to say happy celebration to the fellas.
Yeah, 25 years in the game now, or even more, huh? It's getting so close. Um, welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 KPFA, right here in Occupied Huchin, a.k.a. Berkeley, California. The voices you just heard without a crazy bone of Bone Thugs and Harmony and Romai of the... Far Side. Of the Far Side. And that audio is from the locally produced film Till Infinity, The Souls of Mischief Celebrate 93 Till Infinity. It was produced and directed by our special guest tonight, Oakland-based filmmaker Shamari Smith. Hey, and just a reminder that this film is our gift to you tonight for supporting KPFA and the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. And give us a click on the donate tab of kpfa.org or call our toll-free number one 800 439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA and get yourself a copy of this amazing film, Till Infinity, Souls of Mischief, to celebrate 93 Till Infinity by Shamari Smith. And uh, we still have Shamari with us here in the studio. Shamari, we just heard that cool clip about how they um, kind of inserted themselves into the Gavin Festival in 91, right before their, a um, couple years before their breakout album. Like, what was that pivotal moment for them what did that do for their careers well, it was an amazing moment you know like when you talk about what the gavin meant at that time you know it was it was the one place where an artist could be seen by you know it it, it everyone in the industry and hip-hop would be at these conventions and so you know when you talk about what the gavin was you know they they decide to skip school and, you know, they... they Cause they're still to, in they, school at this they're, point. They're, they're still in high school at this point. They skip school and they venture off to San Francisco to the St. Francis Weston and they sit in the lobby and they wait for the executives, for the labels to come in for the Gavin Convention. And when they enter in, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen a casual Pep Love or some of these guys that are part of Hyro. They're, they're, you can't get by them if they block the doors of the elevator and say, nobody's going up. We're about to rap right here for you. And they start up a cypher and it becomes an entire thing. And, and you know, at the end of it all, I mean, like they were bra- rappers who were signed that were rapping with them. So you talk about Feral Munch from Organized Confusion and Curious George. It's like, you know, these guys at this time, they were like super prominent. And they're rhyming with, you know, like the Hyro crew. And Hyro wasn't signed or known at that time, but they created a huge buzz. And from there, record execs were, I mean, like they were in the room, they were watching everything. So, you know, execs like Sophia Chang, who was with Jive at the time, um, Dante Ross was there. So, you know, you talk about these people who can make something happen in a huge way for them. And, you know, at, at that time, they get back home and their answering machines are like, filled with these messages about we want you yeah yeah they're they're interested like completely in signing them and so it changed everything for them because they they put themselves on notice again you know it's like really just taking matters into their own hands and saying hey this is this is who we are this is what we can do and completely got noticed through that and that was like the the bidding war between um jive records and what was the other one uh so it was it was Big Beat and Jive, um, you know, and those is it's, if you talk about what these labels were, I mean, it's like it's so different now, but it was a huge deal, especially here in the Bay Area. Those were East Coast labels and they were out here looking for talent. And, you know, lo and behold, a bidding war starts up. Um, it was a huge, huge deal. 
Yeah, they got kind of slapped in the face by the Hyro sound at the at that Gavin Festival. Yeah, yeah, they were very unique, and I, I do have to say that um, you know it it there it was a time when originality was important, and they were very very unique, clever, um, you know, very very young, but you know, just incredible wordplay and um, you know just creativity all over the place. And that's what some of these new rappers can take notes on. A lot. We're not gonna say no names, but yeah. And um, we were kind of talking why the clip was playing. That you know who might be calling up to donate one eight hundred Hey KPFA tonight. And this is really beyond just um, a story of hip hop and a story of making it. This is more like a coming to age story for these guys, right? Well, absolutely. You know, these guys um, have known each other since uh, elementary school, and so. They had a dream and they pursued it all together as one. They've achieved it. And it's been, you know, 20 plus years. Longer than that, if you talk about the elementary school years of development and figuring out who they were and what they wanted to do. And so if you talk about, you know, this this group of young men who are in a, a city that went, you know, they, they're, they're coming up in the crack era. It eats the young men alive at this point. Yeah, it was it, it was a very very dangerous um, terrain at that time in Oakland, California. You want to talk about what it was like to go to a house party and how those house parties ended. Um, you know the the years of um, you know the 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 side shows and and you know like what what that was. So you talk about navigating through that as young men and achieving this musical dream. I mean, like it it's amazing that they were able to do it. Well, um, let's get back to the film and check out another clip from the film, um, something that Hyro has been well known for, you know, as you get to know them, and that's their freestyle abilities. Let's check this out. Why don't Ziggins want to rhyme on television? Oops, I slip, but still I rip because I'm the man. I stand grand like that avenue. Oops, that's an old one. I still fold dumb MCs like origami. On the microphone, I bring back the classics. I stack hits just like this. I strike swift with my fist. I'm beating MCs frequently. I'm eating MCs. I'm voracious, beating that ass. It's easy. Your ass looks Jurassic. Old, I'm swole. I'm a curse because I'm grown, and that's what I do on the microphone it's on like that and this freestyling is like you know that's just something in hip-hop that's been going on forever let's talk about that term freestyle because it means very different things to very different people some people say it's a spontaneous improvisation with nothing that you've written you have to be in the mood to do it the dj has to throw on the right beat you have to train your mind to, to see the words to where the thoughts and the picture is quicker than the words. You don't know how to go off the top of the head. It was hard for you to get any type of credibility as a rapper. Freestyling would just be fun. Me and Tajay was more like writing rappers. There's this dude named Ta Kim. He was in a group called America's Most Wanted, I believe. And then he ended up coming around the crew a whole lot. Man, we used to have some fun. I would do, like I said, bring them over, invite them, meet them, let them meet, like, other people that I knew who was rhyming. He was the main dude that was, like, really coming around and, and pushing the freestyling. And Ta Kim played a mentor role because he also was a little bit older than us. He was one of the dudes who uh, showed us how to free up our style, straight up. Like how to not have to think for so long in order to come up with one of these ideas. And he would display how to do it. Hey, plus, my um, call up casual on the three way. Just chilling, vibing to him, 
casual put on the beat while I'm rhyming. Now it's getting hella fun on the phone. Like, man, after that light got turned on, please, it changed the whole structure of what we were doing because we were already rap homies and friends. We just didn't know nothing about not waiting all day to bust your rhyme. We just started, hey, you can start spinning right now, you know what I'm saying? Because you got whack grammar. You need to read the dictionary. Yo, my picture's scary. When I paint it, yo, I'm gonna make kids faint. It's rather simple. The technique, I wreck fleece of MCs like an army. You can't harm me. They were around for like 45 minutes straight off the top of the head. And I had to like literally tell them like, yo, y'all need to tell like, Stop. <laughs> we just used to freestyle for days on end. Like, all this to how, where people like, come off the top and all that, like, dude, I care what nobody said. We brought that in. All day, all day, I'm, you know, like, I'm. <laughs> and I know this is what you're listening to. I'm twisting your crew up like a French braid. Cause you're a sense faded is what you get when I grab the mic and get hated. By my man on the left, I'm always deaf. I hit you in the cleft, in your fucking shin. Then I grin, laugh, cause my staff kicks math. So it was the Souls, Curious George was really dope with it, Craig G was dope with it, Super Nat was dope with it. There were like a handful of cats. There was a few cats out there that was really freestyling and going off the top of the head, but it really wasn't like, it wasn't something that necessarily you had to do in order to show that you was a dope MC, you know what I mean? And so we kind of promoted that side of it. Like, oh, you can't freestyle, that's like, that's like a chink in your armor. Like that, right back at Cause I catch up like a fast pitch Cause I dig in ditches for MCs They can't attain the riches I rock the microphone and be pimping like that You don't even know me O-P-I-O how you spell it Cause you know you go to hell quick Get burned up, turned up Learn up on hieroglyphics Cause you know we get specific Yeah, we lift the mic right to my lips I rips through the track Cause you know I got styles In fact, time day yeah, how we do it every day. Don't play. Show them the way. I think the freestyle aspect of their game was huge, you know, because the criteria for what it was to be, you know, a tight MC or a tight rapper back then consisted of, one, your freestyle ability. Those dudes was freestyle gurus. I knew it for a fact. Any of those dudes could serve you, and that's what made them hella dangerous. Dell started things off, and then Hyro came in, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, it's incredible what they've accomplished, and the time that they did 93 till Infinity is one of my first, you know what I'm saying, experiences with Bay Area Hip Hop. Yo, what's going on? This is DJ Quick. I'm shouting out my homeboy, Souls of Mischief. 20 years in the game. You already know what it is, 93 till Infinity. 20 years in the game, more like 25, but that would be 2003, uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. We're coming to 26 years in the game here. Uh, so welcome back. This is uh, Full Circle right here on Pacifica's KPFA. This is the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, and Full Circle is our weekly show. And um, that was a clip from the film Till Infinity, Souls of Mischief Celebrate 93 Till Infinity. And tonight we've been featuring highlights from the film and speaking with Oakland-based filmmaker Shamari Smith. And we've also been asking for your support and your donations uh, to the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. Let's give a quick shout-out to my mom. What's up, Roberta? She's picking, hey. up, she's picking up that USB with the film uh, 93 uh, Till Infinity. Thanks, Mom. Enjoy Appreciate that it. film, Mama. Yeah, she'll watch it with me. And then we got Al from Oakland. Risty Alameda, thank you for from your donation. From Group 45, yay! 
And then, Eric, you got some people to thank? Yeah, I got Janeska. That's also from Group 45. She donated $40. And then I also got Sharon. That's from Group 45. It's all right. It's all right, yeah. Um, that also donated. So, thank y'all. Yeah, and uh, we're kicking it with uh, Shamari Smith here. We got about 10 more minutes. So, if... Well, one thing we really want to mention real quick is that these um, USBs with this film on it that are like a cassette, these are limited edition, right? Absolutely. You know, it's one of those things. I, I, I thought it was important to um, release the film in a unique way. And, um, yeah, these are limited edition USBs that mimic the original blue cassette that was released on September 28, 1993. So, um, check That's out creative. This. It is. It looks really cool, too. And uh, we're going to have some pictures on our website tonight after the show, kpfaapprentice.org. This is your chance to get it and um, support Shamari at the same time you're supporting KPFA. And, you know, um, Shamari has um, kindly gifted um, these to KPFA, you know, he's taking a little hit for giving these to us at this rate. So we really appreciate um, independent filmmakers and artists that support independent radio like KPFA. Give us a quick click at kpfa.org. Go to that donate tab, find that Till Infinity film, and get yourself a copy of it. 1-800-439-5732 is the number. That's 1-800-HEY. KPFA, this is your chance. Well, you can always get it later if you have to, but they're going to run out. They're going to run out. And um, Shamari, what do you got to say about, uh, we just heard the freestyling abilities, you know. Tell us about, like, why the freestyle was so important at this time to, like, I like to prove yourself. Yeah, well, this is, you know, this is a, an era in, in hip-hop where the MC is emphasized. It's, it's based on skills. So, you know, we, we talk about what Hyrule brought to the hip-hop game at that time, they would literally go from station, you know, radio station to sta station, city to city, and they would rhyme off of the top of their heads. And, you know, it, and it's like, you know, live on... And it's amazing. It sounds like something that someone... Definitely someone would do today. Um, but better. Because it, it's completely improvised, but it was so creative. And... Um, it was just another element for them to uh, show how talented they were. You know, it was they were incredible writers, but they figured out a way to, you know, do an interpretation of their styles completely improvised. And that is um, uh, the true mark of an MC. And you're going to get this film uh, till infinity and you're going to see those clips in there when they're... They're still young, still kids, and they're in those radio stations. So you get to check out their freestyle and, you know, where they're at and what they're doing. And um, give us a click, kpfa.org. We got about eight, nine minutes left. Um, Shamari, you made this film. You know, what was the process? How long did this take you? You know, what was your... Uh What'd you go through? To yeah, do yeah, yeah. A lot you of know, cuts, a uh, lot of people. It's 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 so much that goes into making a film, and you know, if I had known what I was getting myself into, you know, it I yeah, I may have ran in the other direction, but um, I'm so glad I saw it through. I, I carried it to term, as I would say. It's like it's almost like uh, I mean, I have a child, and. You know, it's like it's 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 with me forever. So it it it's like having, it's like birthing 
it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, so the, the, the process was um, very, very organic. I did um, come into it just with the idea of uh, covering one show for the guys. They asked me to cover um, a show they were doing at the Shoreline in Mountain View. And it was uh, Rock the Bells that was happening in 2011. All right. And so I was going to cover that one show. And that was going to be it. And what I did at that show was uh, they, they had a, a large group of their contemporaries there. And so um, I, while I was waiting, they performed fairly early on the main stage. And so I had the rest of the day at my disposal. So, you know, we have Mob Deep was there. We had um, you know, Black Star and Common. There were so many of their contemporaries there. I thought it would be great to talk to these people about 93 till infinity what they thought about the album and uh, you know just firing questions at them and so when i got back and i looked at that footage i realized that there was something bigger there and so i proposed it to the guys and uh we went from there we went on the journey and so it took me about two years to put the film together um yeah and i and my mark was 2013 to catch that 20 year um mark and so i i had a director's cut that i did debut in September of 2013 for that 20-year anniversary. But it, I think, it, it, believe it or not, the film is 93 minutes long. Um, I didn't plan that, but it, it happened that way. Um, and, you know, I, I got it down to a, um, a, a, a watchable length for, you know, someone that is just not ready to geek out on two hours of, you know, just unadulterated hip-hop. Right. Um, but that that version is around for those who might be um, All right, interested. All right. Um, I'll look for that link in the email. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But it was uh, it was incredible, you know, to go on this journey. I met, you know, some of my hip-hop heroes in the process. I bet and, you did. Uh, you oh had some heavy hitters up in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snoop, yeah. you had yeah. Um, E-40, Davey yeah. D. You yeah. had a bunch of people in there. Yeah, sure. And so, and, and that was, you know, part of what was so incredible about it, it it gave me another side. I've I've done interviews with people and, you know, people I've admired and, and followed over time. And um, it's never been uh, this way where people are just so enthusiastic to talk to you about something. And so that just that journey in itself was amazing. Well, one more question before you leave. Okay. okay. Um, what advice would you give to a young black or brown creative that is trying to follow in your footsteps with uh, cinematography, photography, um, being a filmmaker? You know, you said that you spent a lot of time, you spent a lot of money, you spent a lot of um you know, creative uh, direction into getting this film out. And even when you did have a, a set date, it didn't quite go as well as planned, but you still was able to get that project out. So what advice would you give to that young brother um, or sister who's trying to do what you're trying to do? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that is really, really important to me is just staying the course, staying patient. Um, sometimes you have to do enough work for others to understand where your dream is headed. Hello. And so um, you can't rely on others as much as you need to rely on yourself. And so uh, do the work and, and you know, uh, stay, stay at it. Continue. That would, that, that would be my, uh, my advice. Was there any time in the point you'd be like, you know what, F this. I ain't, 
it's taking too long. I don't want to do it. Like, well, did that ever come through your mind, or it was just like, I just, I'm gonna keep on going. I'm gonna keep pressing forward, no matter so, what. What was what was really incredible about this project is um, every time I would almost reach that point, something else would happen that would tell me it was uh, it was you know supposed to happen. I was supposed to continue to move on and um, you know move forward, move ahead, and and get it done. And so. Um, I never got to the point where I dropped everything. And that was that was incredible because I did have some frustrating moments, some, you know, computer crashes, some, oh, you know, old. lost footage, oh. some, you know, the, there were times where I, you know, like didn't get audio. And so, you know, those are the sorts of things that make you want to drop everything and say this is, you know, I I'm done. But um, I'd always have something that would come along and uh, you know, special things. So it, it, there's so many like I I can't I can't um begin to explain like how special it was to go on this journey I spoke with like you know Fife Dog who's no longer here yeah. um, passed away he's a part of a tribe called Quest yeah. um, he was one of those people who reached out right after I had experienced something that made me feel like uh, maybe you know like this project isn't going well and then I get a I get a message from him that he wants to participate oh, and, yeah. and it's like I need to keep pushing well, you you ha you certainly just by you know your presence and just talking to you, you have definitely motivated me to continue to to keep keep doing what it is that I'm trying to do and reach my goals. So thank you, I really appreciate you being uh, here. Absolutely. Well, Shamari, we're about running out. We got a couple minutes left. You know what's next for you and what's going on with your art gallery downtown? Tell us a little brief stuff and then throw. Oh out yeah, your get that. Give us that information so people can hire you for some more jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, please come and visit us at E14 Gallery. We're in downtown Oakland at four. 461 uh, 9th Street and we have uh, it's all local artists um, we have jewelry and artwork and t-shirts just it's an incredible place uh, my wife and I run it and um, we're really really proud of what we've been able to accomplish with that what about, um, can you throw out some contact information? How could people follow you on your social media handles or where could they learn more about Shamari Smith? Sure, sure. So I am at, uh, on Instagram, I am at Shomari7382. And uh, for the film, uh, everything across the board for Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is at TillInfinityDoc. And don't forget, we're going to link all those um, connections right there on our website, kpfaapprentice.org. We're really coming down to just like a minute and a half. Oh, yeah. And also follow us on First Voice Media, where you can also get the exclusive content. Um, we post pictures. We do we do all the behind the scenes on Facebook, First Voice Media. Uh, Frank, you got any social media if people want to follow you? Nah, nah, no, nah, nah, nah. I'm sticking with the apprenticeship program. I use uh, well, follow him on KPFA. <laughs> that's right. That's uh, first right. voice media, and then you can hit me up on Instagram, Dad Boy Media Productions. Yeah. So let's give out the number one more time. Uh, one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two. That's one eight hundred. Hey. KPFA. Show your support for independent filmmakers, Shamari Smith, for KPFA and the First Voice Apprenticeship Program at the same time. And for the people in the future that want to do this. Yeah, and you know, um, the First Voice Apprenticeship Program is a training program here at KPFA. You can be a part of it. Go to kpfaapprentice.org and get an Accepting application. Accepting those applications. Get yeah, them. Get an application in there. And a big shout out um, 
this is the end of our show. Tune in next week to hear some sounds, possibly of uh, the first Voice Apprenticeships coverage of the climate movements that we've been having. Um, our executive producer is Miss M. She's also at the hey, controls. Um, Joy Moore is our production consultant. I am the technical director of Prewell and Franklin. And the host and the producer and the editor and everything. Yeah, I have been also <laughs> your host tonight, um, along with Dad Boy Media. And um, a big thank you to everybody that's called again. A big thank you to Shamari Smith for hooking us up with this film, Till Infinity. Thank you, King. And thanks to all of you that donated tonight. Stay tuned because La Onda Bajita is coming up next. Peace. Good night.